Well, I want to talk with you today, so I am, <laughs> about the topic so much better. What if life could be so much better? I remember going to uh, an ice cream place, I think it was Cold Stone, where you got like it, love it, or gotta have it. And I wonder what your life would be like right now. Are you like, yeah, it sucks, or is it, oh, it's good, or, or yeah, no, it's great, but wherever you're at, life could be so much better, and we're talking about that today. We are going, going back, back, not to Cali, well, we're back in Cali, but we're going back to Acts. We'll be in chapter three, beginning in verse one. One day, it was one day, one day Peter and John, we're going up to the temple at the time of prayer at three in the afternoon. It was one day. You ever just feel like, what day is it? <laughs> Especially this last season. It's like, what day is it? Is it Monday? Is it Tuesday all days? And what, what month is it? What year is it? What, what time? It, it seems like everything is the same. It's the same. It feels like almost like the same day. It's just like Groundhog's Day over and over and over again. It, it's the same day until a one day. I wonder if today could, could be your one day. We'd like to remember, I say we like to, we don't really, but we tend to remember all the bad one days. Yeah, there was, this, there was a one day where, where, where I thought this was forever and my, my girlfriend walked out on me one day. You're like, wait, hold on, one day? Something called the coronavirus showed up and our world changed forever. <laughs> the parents are like, one day? They closed the schools and I became a teacher. Maybe for you, there was one day where you just went into work and, and you were let go. Maybe your family, there was one day where you, all of a sudden the, the eviction notice. There's bad one days, but guess what? There's good one days. One day, all of a sudden, I met Lindsay. That was a good day. One day, anyone have one day where you were promoted? One day, you got an op opportunity could today be your one day. One day, Peter and John. Now, Peter and John were the first disciples Jesus called along with the brothers, Andrew and James. They, they were just out fishing and it wasn't just like we think of fishing where we're just out with a pole relaxing. Fishing was, was hard work. That, that, was their, that was their profession. They were catching fish when Jesus called them. <laughs> in fact, uh, another one day, Jesus had to show up and recall them because they had gone back to fishing. Isn't it amazing how sometimes we go back to our old lives? In fact, I wonder if someone today, you, you were called by Jesus, you were following Jesus, but, but you went back to your old life, and today, Jesus is recalling you. He's saying, it's time to follow me Again, they were out fishing. What were you doing when Jesus called you? <laughs> were you out dancing at the club? Were you out doing your own thing, building your business? And one day, Jesus called them. And it's amazing because sometimes God doesn't change our skill set. He just gives it a different purpose. Hey guys, you're no longer gonna catch fish. We're gonna go catch people. 
Maybe you are incredible at putting on events and at creating an amazing hospitality experience where people can connect and have fun. And, and maybe God's going to repurpose that and use that to build life-giving community. <laughs> maybe you're incredible at building a business and God's going to repurpose that and not just to build your business, but to build his business, the church. Uh, God loves to use our strengths for his glory. And the call of God is on your life. You see, we call on Jesus, but, but don't forget, he has a powerful calling on your life. And you can discover so much better is your destiny. So we have Peter and we have John, and they're different. Peter was, was bold, but, well, Peter would oftentimes get himself into trouble. There was one time where, where he told Jesus, don't wash my feet. Jesus was washing the disciples' feet. Don't wash my feet. And Jesus says, well, then, then have no part in me. And Peter's like, well, no, don't just wash my feet. Wash all of me. <laughs> Peter, at one moment when they came to arrest Jesus, like just cut a dude's ear off. Peter seems all over the place. He told Jesus three times, I'll never deny you. I'll never deny you. I'll never deny you. And guess what? He, he, denied, he, he had told Jesus he would never deny him, and he denied him three times. Yet Peter was bold enough to step out of the boat when all the other disciples were just staying in the boat when Jesus came out walking on the water. So Peter's bold. But John, John was different than Peter because John was, John was steady. At the Last Supper when all the disciples were arguing about who was gonna be the one to betray Jesus, John is just chilling with his head up against Jesus and not worried or not concerned because he was steady. John, John was the only disciple at the cross. When all the other disciples had abandoned Jesus, John was, John was there because, because John was steady. Uh, uh, Peter and John, they, they ran to the tomb, and, and Peter got there second. John was faster. <laughs> was he in better shape, or, or was he just naturally quicker? But Peter got there second, but he went in first. Isn't it amazing how, how some people just rush in? Peter got there second and John's sitting there figuring things out and Peter just rushed in. Some people just rush into things. You know, some people, they just, they just rush into another relationship. It's like, well, hold on. You, you just broke up yesterday and now you're in a relationship where, where other people, it's like, no, they got trust issues. It's going to take another year before they establish. Be, because some people love to rush in where where other people are more cautious. So, so Peter is bold and, and John is steady. They are so different. Here's the thing, you're different. You're different than me most likely and you're definitely different than, than people around you, but we need different. Lindsay, she's different. She is so different than me. But guess what? Lindsay and I together are so much better than we are alone. The church, we need different. We need people like Peter who are bold. We need people like John who are steady. We need people who are just 
like you, we are better together. And yet what can happen is what first attracts us to someone else can start annoying us. The things that, that first draws together in a relationship, in a marriage, the things that first attracted me to Lindsay, if I'm not careful, rather than appreciating those things which are different about her, can start to annoy me. I'm sure there's much more about me that annoys her, but, but we need to keep appreciating our differences versus starting to, starting to resenting our differences because we're great together. Peter and John were, were great together. Anyone, Michael Jordan and, and Scottie Pippen were great together. Kobe, Miss Kobe and Shaq were, were great together. Uh, Axel and Slash were great together. And I believe Dan and Lindsay are great together. We can be unique, but still united. In fact, our differences can actually empower our destiny. Oh, life can be so much better. And so here you got Peter, you got John, they're, they're going to the temple. I wonder, where are you going? Are you going to the, you going to church or are you going to the club? Or it's like Sunday morning and it's like, are you going to church or are you going shopping? You going to church, you going to the beach. Someone's like, I'm going back to bed. Someone's going to the donut store right now. I wonder how many of our, of our times we're going to all the events, sporting activities that our kids are involved in. Where are you going and what are you doing? They're going at the time of, of prayer. Are you, are you, did you come today and you're here to, to worship at church? What, what are you doing? I, I wonder if so much of our lives, we're, we're getting these families and we're so busy all throughout the week and all on the weekend, taking our kids to, taking our kids to piano lesson, taking our kids to soccer practice, taking and, and I wonder if that's what our kids are seeing is a priority or if they're actually seeing, no, going to church is a priority. In fact, we don't just go to church, we are the church and we actually serve. That's a priority. And I wonder how often, how often we, we gather together as a community of believers. Do you know BC, which is before COVID, not before Christ, BC before COVID, that, that your average person who was, an, who was a consistent churchgoer went 1.7 times? Now, post-COVID, if we are post-COVID, it is far less. Churches are shutting down. People have stopped gathering together. This needs to be non-negotiable. Not, well, we go from time to time. No, we go all the time. If you were to tell me that, that oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get my, I, I'm gonna get in shape. And so I'm going to the gym and, and, I, and I'm eating healthy. And I was asking you, okay, so how often? <laughs> Tell me about what you're doing and how often do you do it? Oh, I just 1.7 times per month, I go to the gym. And 1.7 days per month, uh, I also eat healthy. All those other days are cheat days. It's like, you're not gonna get the results. And I think some of us are the same way 
in our relationship with God and our relationship with what God is building on earth, His church. We need to get a vision for our lives. I need a vision. You need a vision of what our lives could be, how they could be so much better. Get a vision from God of the future you, of the future. I got to have a vision of what my life could be. After we have that vision, we need to decide what's the action that I need to take to build that vision. Some way, so many of our actions, it's just really almost just, we're not even thinking. We, we need to have conscious action, not just the things we just do be, because we've always done that are gonna build the kind of life, that are gonna build the kind of future, that are gonna build the future us that God has destined us for. And then make up in our mind, we're going to commit. Those things are going to be habits. If you build healthier habits, those healthier habits will build a healthier you and a healthier future. And you can discover life is so much better. Are we only on verse 2? Yes, we are. Verse 2. So you got Peter and John on their way. Now a man who was lame from birth was being carried to the temple gate called Beautiful, where he was put every day to beg from those going into the temple courts. What, what, what is his name? We, we don't even see his name. Isn't it amazing how a lot of people, we, we don't even really get to know who they are. We, we, we tend to just label people by not, not by what they can do, but by what they can't do. He, he can't walk. Maybe you're in a season right now where you can't work. You can't get a job. Maybe you're in a season where, where you, just can't, you just can't pay the bills. You, you're in a season where you, where you just can't build that, that relationship. We, we tend to label people based upon what they can't do. He can't walk. I, I wonder if he felt stuck in his own body. I wonder if, if you feel stuck during... COVID, it felt like I felt trapped. I felt trapped in the, in the house. I wonder if you feel stuck. You feel trapped in a career which you're miserable in. I wonder if you feel stuck. You feel trapped in a relationship that, that doesn't seem to be, to be going anywhere. And he'd be put there and, and he can't walk. And every day he has people walking by him. It's one thing to be trapped. It's another thing to be looking at people do what you can't do. He can't walk. You're like looking at people, especially right now on social media. It's like not even seeing them live, but on social media, like living lives that you can't live, going places you can't live. So much of it is fake, by the way. <laughs> you know, it's like that's not a real private plane. It just looks like it. It's just, but, 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 but we look at these things and we become more, we become more discouraged. I wonder how discouraged he was. He wasn't able to walk, and he'd been that way since birth. It, it was that way from the start. He, he'd never walked. He, he was born that way. Certain things about us, it's just how we are from a, a standpoint of genetics. There, there's certain things with family history we, we've got to be aware of, or we should be. In my family, we, 
we have to be aware of, of heart disease. My great-grandpa, Howard, he, he lived into his 90s, but he had like bypass and like six different heart procedures. He, he had to be aware to get that taken care of. His son, my grandpa, my grandpa Chuck didn't do that, and, and he died in his late 60s of heart disease. My dad, my dad had stents in his early 50s, so I get checked on a regular basis. I, I've got to be aware. That's just, that's just part of what part of what I've got to deal with. There are those things which, which can be seen that we deal with, like this man people could see. He, he can't walk. Maybe people see, oh, you, you, you can't provide for your family. You can't get a job. You, you can't get a man. But then there's also those things which, which people, they can't see on the inside. There, there, there's depression. There's severe and anxiety, maybe, maybe heart disease. You think this is how it's always been, but I want to announce to you today, just because it's always been that way, doesn't mean it's always going to be that way. Life can be so much better. And so here you have Peter and John. And I imagine they're high on life because they'd experienced their risen Savior. They'd been filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. They were probably like feeling on top of the world, living the high life. Like who, who do you imagine is living the high life? Maybe you think, oh, it's no, it's, it's Elon Musk or it's Jeff Bezos. But someone living the high life, they're high. Not like you think. I'm not talking about that. They're high on life. And yet they come across someone who is low, living the low life. You got, they're up and he's down. Isn't that just how, how life is? I think we never need to forget that we, we need to remember because we can forget like even when we're up, even when we like got the raise, even when we all of a sudden, it's like found the most incredible individual. Even when we got the most amazing job opportunity. Even when we all of a sudden got to take the most amazing vacation. Even when we're up, there is someone else who's down, who's hurting, who's broken, who's lost. And yet, what I've discovered is most days, <laughs> each of us, in our own lives, we're up and down on the same day. Oftentimes, we're up in one area, but we're down in another. You ever feel like it's just a roller coaster life? Like you're up because your marriage is great, but your finances are down, and you don't know how you're going to pay the bills. <laughs> you're you're up in this area, but but you're down in this area because you're really struggling in that relationship with your kid. I want to encourage you that even when life seems to be pulling you down, God can raise you up and you can experience a life that is so much better. And this man was carried to this gate every day. You know, sometimes we need to be carried. Sometimes we can't do it all on our own. You might be in a season where it's like you need help raising those kids. As much as you don't want it right now, maybe you need help right now to, to pay those bills. 
And we need a crew, which is what the church is supposed to be, is that we need people who can help carry us when we feel like we cannot carry on. And yet there's times in life where, where maybe we don't just need, maybe we don't just need help. We need something deeper than help. We need healing. And here you have this individual who's being carried to this gate called beautiful. <laughs> you ever feel like you're at a beautiful place? You know, when you think of a beautiful place, what do you think of? Lindsay and I have traveled to some incredible places, Bora Bora, uh, Switzerland, Lake Lucerne was gorgeous, it's beautiful. But if you live in California like we do, you can go to the beach, you can go to the mountains, there are beautiful places. But even if you go to a beautiful place, you ever feel like your life is still in a brutal condition? Like you look out there and you're like, it's, it's gorgeous, but... But on the inside, it's, no, there's, this is actual misery. <laughs> it's different out there than, than it is in here. I wonder how this individual felt as, as every day he was carried there. Every day, every, you feel like every day it's the same thing. You get sick of the same. Every day, I get, every day I'm, I'm put here to beg. I wonder who decided to take this individual to this gate every day. I wonder if he's like, hey guys, can you take me here? Or, or if it was their decision. Hey, we should drop you off there. In fact, I wonder why did they take him? Did, did they really care about him? Or, or I wonder if they got a cut. Hey, we'll take you there, but, but we split whatever you bring in. You see, there's some people who will help you only if it benefits them. They don't really care about you. They, they're concerned about their cut. In fact, that's why some people, they, they wanna see you stay down because they receive some sort of benefit on it, which is crazy. But at least, at least they knew, at least he knew to get to the right place. At least you got to the right place. You might be like, I am in, my life is a mess, it's falling apart. At least you got here today because you have no idea what God can do if you just keep getting to the right place. Verse three, when he saw Peter and John about to enter, he asked them for more money. Peter looked straight at him, as did John. Then Peter said, look at us. He's probably expecting a, a handout. I wonder if handouts are helpful or I wonder if they're hurtful. Maybe it depends on the situation. I, I, wonder, I wonder if a handout is gonna sustain someone or if it's gonna really keep them down. And I would imagine that this individual who'd been doing this every day was probably good at reading people. He's probably good. Is this someone, do they look like they're gonna, do they? And, and he, he's, he's asking for the only thing he knew to ask for. Maybe that's your story. You're asking because it's the only thing you know to ask for. But we can find ourselves stuck in a routine that'll keep us physically alive but maybe emotionally and spiritually dead. Different day, I need money, I feel stuck. Every day I need money, 
I feel stuck. I wonder what it is for you. Same thing, same thing. You're doing it every day because it's all you know to do, but, but really you, you feel stuck. But he's at the right place. He's at the right time. He's with the right people, but he's asking for the wrong thing. I wonder if that's your story. <laughs> and I love it because Peter and John look at him. I wonder how often we avoid making eye contact, getting off the freeway walking past people who, who are homeless. And, and we, don't want to make, we don't want to make eye contact. In fact, it's, it's easier not to. It's easier not even to look, to, to see. It's, we want to avoid what's taking place next to us versus saying, can we actually help? And, and I wonder if it was Peter's boldness or John, John's compassion that stopped them, that caused them to address the, this individual. I love it because Peter had just spoken to thousands of people on the day of Pentecost, but, but he stops for one person here. I wonder where Peter, I wonder where he learned that. Actually, I don't. I would imagine he learned that from, from Jesus. That was the Jesus style. Jesus not only spoke to large crowds, but he would stop and help hurting and lost individuals. I wonder if, if your greatest miracle is someone or something that, that you keep passing by that, that you don't want to address. And so the man gave them his attention, expecting to get something from them. Then Peter says, silver or gold? I don't got it. <laughs> I don't have. Oh, I wonder what you're expecting. Uh, I wonder if you hear, don't have it. You got to be disappointed. So many people right now are, are disappointed. Asking, asking God to do this and he doesn't seem to be doing it. Asking God to do that and he doesn't seem to be doing it. But we're gonna see that destiny can be discovered in disappointment because Peter says, but what I have, I give to you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, Walk. So much of our lives, we're focusing on what we don't have versus what we do. <laughs> they, they, they could have given him spare change, but really what this individual needs is life change. And he says, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, he's not doing it in his own name, in his own strength. This is like, you ever name, know people who are like name droppers? <laughs> like, oh, I know this person, or I knew that, or trying to get into a restaurant, trying to, trying to name drop. This is more than just identification. This is, you see, if you're a governor of a state, your name carries not just like, okay, this is identifying you. There is authority and there is power. And there is power in the name of Jesus. There is authority in the name of Jesus. They say in, in the name of Jesus, walk. And I want to say to you today, like in the name of Jesus, move forward into your destiny. In the name of Jesus, get up from that desperate situation. In the name of Jesus, get up from that dark circumstance. In the name of Jesus Christ, get up from that severe depression. Get up. You see, God doesn't always meet our expectations because sometimes He wants to exceed them. And so we can discover that life can be so much better. Taking Him by the right hand, He helped Him up and instantly 
the man's feet and ankles became strong. You go into downtown LA or you go into certain areas and you see the homeless population or people, you're like, we, not only do we not want to look, we don't want to touch. And I love it because Peter reaches out his hand to pull this individual up. Sometimes it's like, well, what, well, what if I get a disease? What, what if I get hurt? Well, what if they don't get help? What, what if they don't get support? What if they don't, what if they don't make it? And I would imagine this individual who's been this condition since he was born doesn't know what it's like to, to stand up, probably doesn't believe he can, and it is hard pulling people up who don't believe they can get up. It's hard offering hope to people who don't believe that there's hope. It's like pulling someone up who doesn't believe they can. It's, it's dead weight. Parents, remember when... When your kids are little and you go pick them up, or maybe from a grandparent's house, and they're fully asleep, and they're like, they're, they're dead weight, <laughs> trying to pick them up. And he, he reaches out his hand, and he pulls him up, and, and instantly strength came into his feet and his, his, his legs, and he jumped to his feet, and he began to walk. Then he went with them into the temple courts, walking and jumping and praising God. He went from begging on the outside to praising on the inside. He was disappointed when they said, silver and gold we don't have. But his disappointment turned to delight. He was probably thinking, I never knew life could be this good. I never knew what it felt like to walk. Like someone, you're going to be like, I, I, never knew what it, I never knew what it was like to, to sleep through the night and to not lay in bed in, in tears. I, I never knew. I, I never knew what life could be like being filled with so much joy. I never knew I could actually have peace. I, I never knew I could wake up and, and be excited and, and be passionate about my job. It, this is like I was down, but now... I'm up. <laughs> People thought that probably were thinking, this dude has lost his mind. People don't get our praise because they, they didn't live through our pain. <laughs> when all the people saw him walking and praising God, they recognized him as the, the same man who used to sit begging at the temple gate called Beautiful. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him. I wonder how often we just want to say it, but, but maybe people need to see it. They, they need to see what God does in our lives. You saw me when I was down, but guess what? Look at what God did. I got up. I got up from that record. I got up from that rejection. I, I got up from that severe, lonely place. I got up. They walked out on me, but guess what? I got up from that divorce. Oh, they, they fired me, but I got up and I've launched my own company. I'm the same person, but I'm, I'm not the same and life is, is no longer the same. Yet so many people right now are just like, it's just the way I was born. It's just, it's just the way I am. I was born into poverty. I was born into alcoholism. I, I was born into a family with a temper. Oh, listen, no, you, you can become so much more than that. What you were born into and what you were born with, you can become so much more than that. What God wants to do in your life is so much, so much better. What are you asking for? Yeah, maybe asking for a job. 
finances, a relationship, peace, joy, maybe sad because it's not happening, but you can become glad you didn't get maybe what, only what you were asking for because what, what God did, it was so much more and it was, it was so much better. What if you need to raise your asking price? Some people are selling homes right now. What, what if your asking price is, is too low? Because what God wants to do is so much better. What, what God has available for you might just be so much more than you're asking for. What God can do in and through your life because you got to the right place at the right time and you just said, hey, I, I was asking for the wrong thing, but God did the right thing. In fact, for someone... The right thing in your life is accepting Jesus today as your Lord and Savior. This is not about a religion. It's about a relationship with the God who loves you. Here's the crazy thing. God loves us just as we are, failures, flaws, and all. But He loves us too much to see us stay the same, stumbling over the same things, struggling with the same issues. So this is about a decision to step onto the pathway of purpose and destiny that's only found in a relationship with Jesus. If you want to make that decision, would you repeat this prayer after me? Dear Jesus, come into my life as Lord and Savior. Thank you for loving me, accepting me, and forgiving me. I am a sinner. You are my Savior. And today is my new beginning. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, I want you to know that I am praying for you. You might be down for now, but you're not down forever. Someone is going to, you are going to get up and you are going to discover a life that is so much better.